God is able. God is able, and He He won't God is able. God is able. God is able, and He He won't Good afternoon, WVON family the best and the smartest audience in the world. Thank you for listening to On the Case. Yes, God is able all the time. You're living proof of it, and so am I. I'm Tina Strasberg, producer and host of On the Case, and my co-host is Ken Hunley. He's publisher of 316 Magazine. It is a 12-year-old magazine, amazing magazine, um, that deals with education, business, politics, you name it. We lift up our community and we're in more than 1,000 black churches in Chicago, and other states are asking for it, too. Kent, how are you? Good afternoon, Shinta and our WBON listeners. I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm okay, thank you. So tell me, how does one get our magazine? They can go online to 316magazine.com and check out a subscription. Again, it's 316magazine.com. They can check out a subscription to 316 Magazine, whether it's digital, digital or a physical. They can get a copy of the 316 Magazine. And if people, yes, and if people don't think our magazine makes a difference, tell them why it makes a difference. It does, whether it's political. Um, we spotlight individuals who make a difference in our community. We share their stories. So that's most important. People, everybody got a story to tell. And with that, with that in mind, 316 Magazine is the perfect platform for it. And we also stretch our magazine to senior citizen homes as well. We send them there. Absolutely. But um, tell them about the person who's on the cover and how the magazine has helped him to actually be in the race, in the runoff. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Our January issue slash February featured Pastor Reverend Wooten. And he's right now, as you mentioned, he's in the runoff for the Alderman race of the Sixth Ward, I believe. It's the Sixth Ward. It is. And he had and run twice before? He has. And he, he ran had twice, run twice before. before, right? Right, but he was never in the runoff. But this time, since he was featured in, on the cover, he had a chance to tell why people should vote for him. <laughs> That's important. I see people all the time that place their signs, big signs, big signs, um, flyers everywhere, but they don't tell the voters why they should vote for them. But he had a chance to do that in 316 Magazine, you know, but made a difference. And I gave other people an uh, an opportunity to get on the cover, and they didn't. A lot of times people, especially our people, don't like to pay for advertisement. And I think we have the cheapest prices in town. Uh, in fact, I know we do. And uh, we, the, we are the most impactful because it goes directly to the electorate, the electorate that they're trying to get to vote to them. So thank you for, for keeping our magazine going. You're welcome. And it's also about quality because you are the editor-in-chief. That makes a big difference because you're like the number one journalist journalist in Chicago. So quality means everything. Thank you. How much should I write the check out for for saying that? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you no, so much. Thank there's you. no cost for that. You're number one. I needed you know that, I needed, I needed no, that today. That. Thank you. No, seriously, <laughs> you got this, this, this show on the case. I mean, you put it all out there. So let's be honest with you. Just give your flowers, you know, while we're all here and listening. So, listen, you're number one, and um, you're a part of it. And, and, listen, you make a difference to our community. I'm just being honest. Just keeping it real. Thank you so much. Today's show is dedicated to Father Michael Lewis Flager, Representative Danny K. Davis, Representative Jonathan Jackson, Representative Robin Kelly, Senator Richard Durbin, Spencer Leake Sr., Reverend Paul Jakes, and the family of St. Sabina, and, of course, the family of WVON's On the Case. And speaking of Father Flager, he had a sermon this morning about Mary the Revolutionary. (laughs) And I know that's going to upset a lot of people, but she was a revolutionary, and how you should never allow anyone to define you. When I heard his topic, I almost swallowed my tongue. Because all weekend I had been saying I was going to write a post 
saying neither man nor enemy enemies can ever define me. You cannot define me as a woman, and you cannot define me by placing me in a box of no opportunity or trying to end my opportunity, and you cannot define me because of who I am. So I'm asking all of the women, particularly the women, don't let anyone define you, even if they um, cause you pain, economic pain, not physical pain because you should never tolerate that, but any kind of emotional pain, don't let them define you. You stand up tall for who you am. And the example that um, Father Mike gave was Mary, the mother of Jesus, and he equated her to Rosa Parks. She, too, did not allow anyone, especially her enemies, many enemies, to define who she was, and yet she did what she did to help us have public transportation equally. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to go to jail. But she said, you will not define me. So ladies out there, do not let anyone, particularly a man, define who you are. You are a woman. You are successful. You are queens before God. And despite your efforts to silence my voice, my passion for social justice, and and despite your many lies, I will succeed. You will succeed because I have one of the best friends. You have one of the best friends who has your back, and that is Christ. So get another life, uh, enemies. (laughs) Better yet, go to the altar of forgiveness, the table of forgiveness, and repent. And I don't know why people call me when I'm on the air, but I cannot answer the phone. Mayoral endorsement frenzy continues with both Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis racking up support on one hand. But will those endorsements turn into votes? We shall see on April 4th. In the meantime, early voting starts tomorrow, Monday, March the 20th. Please exercise your right to vote. The election of the next mayor is literally in your hands. Please give us a call at 773-591-1690 with your comments or questions. Don't forget to mark your calendar for March 25th, 10 a.m. at 7811 South Racine to get your free pet food from St. Sabina. Father Mike has all this this, uh, pet food, and people love to give him stuff. And he loves to give it back to the community. doesn't matter if you're not a resident of the uh, Auburn Gresham, you can come from Hyde Park, the West Side, whatever. Come and get your pet food. And Father Mike loves pets. He's got a beautiful little dog. Um, the Down, this uh, Chicago. I'm sorry. The on the case is sponsored by the Downs Law Group. The Downs Law Group in Miami is also seeking those who lived and work in the Gulf of Coast area during the 2010 BP oil spill because people are beginning to be diagnosed with different types of cancers. The Downs Law Group is seeking medical damages for these victims of environmental racism, and that's what it is, because these companies, huge companies, were dumping network. They did dump and spray chemicals in areas, including the waters, spraying the waters with these chemicals where people of color lived. Of course, they weren't going to do that in white areas. They did it in areas of people of color, and today they're suffering from it. Now, I had scheduled Paul Vallis for today. He was confirmed until late last night. Um, I got a text saying he he had to attend a press conference given by former mayoral candidate Willie Wilson, and he he asked to be on next Sunday uh, at this time, so I said, okay, I am trying to be fair. You know, I can't tell people who to vote for, for whom to vote, um, but I will be fair in my reporting. Um, so, anyway, we will look forward because there were questions I wanted to ask uh, Paul because a lot has come out. I interviewed some women Saturday uh, at Pearl's Restaurant <laughs> early in the morning, and I asked them um, to tell me was it true that Paul Vallis had messed up their educational system. Lord, what did I ask them for? They they just went totally off. Um, they have proof, and uh, even have they even have uh, newspaper articles. 
So they're going to be our guests later on in the show. Uh, Jay, do we have a caller? Caller, what's your name? This is Art. How are you, ma'am? Okay, I'm sorry that I don't know your name, but the system is still down. It's still being repaired. No problem. I'm ready into your co-host. Yes. What's going on, Art? Uh, First of all, you got a young man. First of all, you know, this... uh, Race and based on the black community, and the reason we have this disarray is because we have a lack of a code of community code of conduct. And those who sit behind the mic, those who spoke to be the activists, those who claim they have leadership and supposed to represent uh, the community, whether they were appointed or self anointed, whichever one it is, they misled and mishandled black people because there's no way that. Um, we put this kind of uh, noose around Brandon Johnson's neck, and then we'll let a Paul Vallis just get through. And I don't understand black people why we are so uh, like a sifter when it comes to black people who run uh, and try to represent us. Uh, he's a black man with family, uh, go to the, uh, children go to a public school, live in the same neighborhood, uh, represent uh, uh, black people in the Chicago Public School and just all types of things that people want to get on, whether he's a real black man. and I mean, just all types of foolishness that we go through. And then we will actually flip a coin in the air, and we will go with, not all, but Paul Vallis, knowing some of the things that he has done and won't give a black man an opportunity to lead uh, in this uh, race for, for mayor. So to me, it's, it's a bunch of foolishness. Now, I'm going to hit on crime real quick. You know, everybody always talk about guns, guns, killing people, guns. And I always say guns don't kill people, people do. Now you see a, uh, a now an increase in uh, violence, people using knives. So, so far we had a woman that was murdered by her boyfriend with a knife, and so far very, uh, many knife uh, altercations have occurred. So are we going to eliminate knives and sharp items? Around so if we don't get to a community code of conduct and the family value system that we all feel that's reasonable and that makes sense, and the churches and the mosques and those institutions, black institutions, sit down, come together collectively to do something that's good for the community, we're going to be in trouble. And we do not put ten things down for uh, uh, Brandon Johnson that black people want him to accomplish within the first 100 days that he's in office, we're going to find ourselves in trouble again. We're going to find ourselves in trouble again. And those men and women who are behind the mic, stop playing games, come out and say who you want and why you want them so black people who respect you, continue to respect you if you are up front and be genuine in whatever decisions that you decide to make. And i leave you with this and what now, black people. Okay, thank you, Art. Uh, thank you, Art, for calling. But I want to maintain my respect as a journalist, and a journalist will not tell someone for whom to vote. A journalist will present the facts, and and that's it. Um, so do we have another caller, Jay? Caller, what's your name? Hello, can you hear me okay? Uh-huh, what's your name? Um, this is Darva. Hi, Darva, how, how are you? Hey, how's my best? Um, best, best. Um, you are a news reporter. You just all over the place, and I love you for doing that. I wanted to say, a sh- I want to shout out, shout out to all of the eight people, those important people, the people with power that you mention on your show every Sunday. I want to let them know, and I pray that they will send you and will send you donations because you need to keep going on the show and other things that you're doing. So those eight people that you mention every Sunday on your show. I hope that they would send you donations and support you by any financial means necessary. The person that just spoke, I love that. I give them a standard ovation. They said everything and some of the things I wanted to say, and I'm glad that that person spoke up. I wanted to say to your brother with the magazine, I remember when he came to Chicago, uh, when he first started the magazine, it's been some years, and uh, we talked and we reached out to each other, and I'm so glad that magazine is still around. And I pray that people would send him donations and become a front cover on that magazine because I would like to be one of those people. I wanted to close out, Tinta, by saying this. 
I used to follow you around, and Bobby Johnson, rest in peace, and Beauty Turner, rest in peace. And those are two great women that I love as sisters. And I used to always say, I want to meet that lady, the lady, the news lady, the, the lady, what's her name? And, oh, you talk about chicken. I said, come on, let's go meet her. Let's, I want to go where she go with, and I will follow you around the city because I want to be just like you. You are an inspiration to everyone. You are fair. You are just everything that any black woman want to be. And I want to say this to you. I was going to say something else, but the brother said everything on that part. I'm saying everything on your part also, that you are one of the best, one of the best, one of the best people in the newspaper and the news and the media industry in the city of Chicago and across this nation. And God bless you and keep up the good work, and I love you, Chinta. Love you too, Darwin. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you, Darwin. Thank you. Caller, what's your name? Yeah, this is Alan. I'm in Baltimore. I sit back and listen sometimes. You know I wouldn't vote for something that Willie Wilson. Willie Wilson can't win. He's a spoiler. He, he, he he's hard he, on women. You he know didn't, why he Hillary didn't, didn't become president? He didn't if win. Y'all keep being down low. Alex, no, he was in the race when Hillary was trying to run for president. I would tell him, keep his money, keep his uh, gas car, and donate his votes to the black community. Because Jim support this guy. Anything that Jim support is dangerous. I'm, <laughs> see, I sit back and listen. See, I'm waiting for Kamala, the vice president, because she's going to Iowa. Reproduction in California is like, you know, the LBT. I'm waiting for her endorsement because Reverend Jackson, his son, is endorsing the guy. There's a lot of black folks don't even know what direction to walk in to a voting precinct. That's saying. I sat back. I said, see, I'm pretty good with predictions that – Brandon Johnson has a wife. He's a family man. Education, we need education. That's your black folk, so we can walk in the right direction. How come Kamala is not endorsing this guy because uh, Laura Lightfoot, she could have been the VP uh, for the White House, and I was saying I'm waiting on her to say something, that all people who support each other, you know, they they work in, uh, it's like togetherness. I wouldn't vote for anything that Jim said vote for. He called every every Sunday, every show, just about, and say he's against reparations. I would tell Mr. Wilson, since you're a rich man, since you're a generosity man, he's very generosity. How come he don't donate his votes to a good candidate? This guy's a he's a spoiler, and he's probably making it hard for Kamala to win because Lori Lightfoot, she's a woman. That you got to get women to to work in a like a, like in a sorority type thing. I'm waiting on Kamala before she go to Iowa, make her endorsement. And I'm saying Elizabeth Warren endorsed uh, Bernie Johnson, Bernie Sanders. So these heavy hitters. See, black folks, I think we got a lot. That's why we're in this shape. That's why we're at the bottom of the barrel now. If you go to a voting precinct and you don't know who to vote for, it's not the politician. Shame on you. Okay. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you, now. All right. Thank you, Ellen. That was a mouthful. I have a uh, breaking news. Black firefighters will officially endorse Brandon Johnson for the next mayor of the city of Chicago. It's going to be Monday, um, 5959 South Wabash at 1130 a.m. The attendance of all working and retired firefighters are very much needed to show Commissioner Brandon Johnson our true support. The black community is welcome to attend to also show their support. And that is the breaking news that was just texted to me. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Jim from South Elton. Hello, Jim. Always a pleasure to follow uh, Alan because it shows that he lacks a little bit of political knowledge. Um, Willie Wilson is not the mayoral candidate anymore, Alan. It's between uh, Lesko Brandon and um, and Paul Vallis. Now, uh, there's a group called Awake Illinois. They've been wanting to get a hold, I know, at least of, with uh, Brandon, to explain about some of these books. They're in these public schools. There's one, uh, for example, called It's Perfectly Normal, where it's basically child porn, but it's done in cartoon characters versus photographs. And these things are being distributed and advocated by these people in these schools, and it's a sex education requirement for the state of Illinois and I don't think CPS is going to opt out of it. So that means 
little kids are getting exposed to this stuff, and they're not going to learn how to read, write, and you know, spell and things like this. And if the scores are already horribly uh, low for these kids, and we're spending $30,000 a year per child. So, Alan, you're spending $30,000 a year per kid, and they can't read and write and be proficient adults. What good is the money? The politicians that are doing this to us aren't performing, and the people that are suffering and are going to have problems pipeline from school to jails are these kids because they're not being educated properly and they can't do things for themselves. And also last week we made a comment about uh, Ron DeSantis. And, of course, I followed through with some homework, and I sent you an article uh, regarding the safety and all the good things that's going on in Miami. So did you have a chance to read it? No, I'm sorry. I haven't, uh, haven't read it yet. I have been terribly busy. Well, I understand, but I just, you know, when I make, when I make comments, I always support what I say with, with articles and things because a lot of what you get in the press, just like the way they treated COVID. But, you know, Jim, a lot of stuff that you send me is not from credible news outlets, so I'm sorry. Well, you, well, you give me an example, and I'll defend it. You tell me where I'm wrong, and I'll defend it because I do my you homework. Can't, you can't defend anything, that. Thank, but thanks for your call. Okay? Well. Thanks for your call. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? I'm fine. Are you? I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. I just want to say uh, they all, they study. They now he tried to bring up come out some books at school. I went to a public school. My grandkids went to public school. My son went to public school. And it's more kids graduating out of public schools now than it did in the past. So I don't know why they are trying to put down the public school. And also uh, with the uh, with the race, uh, they were saying that. Uh, Paul Vallis, he didn't even live in Chicago. They say he lived in Crystal Lake somewhere. So if that was uh, Brandon Jones, they would be more on him talking about, oh, you can't run because you don't live in Chicago. It's a lot of things that's going on. Now, it's up to the people if they want to vote for uh, Brandon or Vallis. But like I said, I don't see nothing wrong with the public school. They come with all this negative stuff and everything. You know, it just don't make no sense. They just look for stuff. Just like the person, Jamal Green, he supported uh, Vallis, and then he tried to say that he went to uh, try to talk to Brandon Johnson, that he, he, he's for all this negative stuff, and that's not right. It's, it's people that's in the race or uh, that's talking to other people. They agitated. They negative people. All they looking for is money. What do we do? With, then these people that's active, what do they do? Is they Do they have a regular job besides active? How do you support yourself? Don't try to preload off the government. Brandon Johnson has a job. He has a family. He's working. He's going to work every day just like I do. So a lot of these people, we, what kind of work do you, I, I didn't hear about what Paul Vallis do. What type of job do we have right now? I don't know. They need to uh, put their profile out there so people can know uh, what they do. I know what Jones is doing, but I really don't know what Paul Vall is doing. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, a lot of this uh, reminds me of Africans who turn their own people into the slave masters for trinkets, and we have the same type of people today. I'm not naming names or parties, but... There was a group of uh, black men who disrupted a meeting at Rainbow Push a few days ago, and it infuriated Reverend Jackson. And Friday, he, he uh, or it was a Saturday, Saturday he supported, he gave his endorsement to Brandon Johnson, and I'm sure that infuriated a lot of people. But how do you get black men, and I was told that they're ex-offenders, don't know if it's true or not, but I, I trust my sources. And they they were trying to defend Vallis. Now, how can these black men, who probably never heard of Vallis before, um, try to defend him and disrupt Reverend Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition? How dare them? You, you know what, Shanta? Well, they are the descendants of people who do stuff like that. They're the descendants of people who would turn their backs on other black people. So it, those those people always exist in our community, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Okay. So. Um. Okay. I I don't know, but it it just troubles me. But see, my sources told me they were paid provocateurs, and I really believe that. So probably so. Nothing changed from Africa and getting the trinkets 
you today, and this is not the first time I've heard of black folks doing this to other black folks during the campaign. It's uh, who can give me the most money? Who can promise me jobs? Who can promise me contracts and grants? Um, they will sell your soul for uh, a dime. So uh, let me go back to, bear with me just a second here. Okay, so the... Okay, so the address, the address for the firefighters Monday says on my text, that's what I said, 5359 South? Okay, sorry about that. Okay, so the press conference tomorrow is at, uh, bear with me a second, let me go back here. The firefighters are having a press conference Monday, March the 30th at 5359 South Wabash at 1130 a.m., um, 5359 South Wabash at 11:30. So be there, okay? All right. Um, but but back to this. Uh, we cannot be. We cannot sell our souls for a dime when our whole future is at stake. And I don't know why people keep doing this. I remember Ed Gardner uh, coming out of retirement on a cane, leading uh, scores of people on 95th Street to Western where they were building something and demanding that blacks get contracts, demanding that blacks get uh, placed on these jobs that were held by whites and Hispanics at the time. And after he got the agreement, there was a certain black man who sold the jobs for 300 each. And I, I have, you know, that broke Ed Gardner's heart. It tore my heart in two. But we have people like that. We have blacks like that. I, I don't know what's wrong with us. It makes me very angry, though, because I remember so many blacks have been died, died and lynched just for asking to vote, just for trying to vote. Oh, don't try to vote back then. You wound up in a cemetery somewhere. And here we have people saying they're going to go fishing, like they did on February the 28th, the lowest turnout ever, just about, especially in the black community. What's wrong with us? Caller, what's your name? Uh, Hello, you greetings. This is Mama D here. How are you? Hi, I'm upset. How are you, Mama D? Well, I, I'm upset, too, and I'm undefined, unbullied, unbound, and unbound. And I want you to know March 25th is the 22nd anniversary of the International Day of Remembrance of the Victims of Slavery and the Transatlantic transatlantic slave trade. I watched it last year on YouTube, and I found it uh, very uh, informative. But anyway, um, as a crime against humanity descendant and Jim Crow genocide survivor, um, I'm, I have a problem with both candidates because they are ignoring the rights and needs of citizens you and and yet using their voting power to advance the privileges of sanctuary settlers and sanctuary seekers with bilingual preferred policies. They got programs and millions in tax dollars promoting uh, sanctuary law, and we can't get anything. That it, it just bothers me. How can you put? The, the privileges of others uh, over the rights and needs when you consider all the things that we as a people have gone through, the terror and the torture in America, uh, uh, and, and, and yet they can, they can actually say, well, it doesn't matter how, how you, when you came, and it doesn't matter how uh, you got here. We are all the same. I find that very offensive. We are not all the same. And, and, and I don't understand why we can't be recognized for our rights as citizens if you want our vote. The 14th Amendment says only citizens, if you're not born in America, you must be naturalized by passing a citizenship test that requires you to read, write, and speak English. We're the only people over here that American English is our mother tongue 
language, even though we speak it with an Ebonic accent. But to just say, shut up and vote, and I'm going to advance the privileges of others. And give, last week, city council, got, they got $20 million from the state to uh, support uh, sanctuary seekers' families. And we can't, we're being evicted from VADA. Just tell me, explain that to me. How, how is that fair? How is that decent? It, it, to me, you're spitting on the, on the graves of our ancestors, and you're saying that our children do not deserve a, a, a future because everybody else is more important, and they could just leapfrog in front of us. Mama I just signed that up. Well, Mama D, got a, got a good point, Mama D. It's the truth. Thank you so much, Mama D. Thank you. We have on the line, our, we have three guests. They are from New Orleans and Philadelphia, and they are part of a truth teller troop that uh, have come to Chicago to expose what they say are lies allegedly told by Vallis. Um, good afternoon. I need you to, to say your name, please, and your title, and tell us what you come to Chicago. Are you there? Hello. We are here. I know. Okay, I need one at a time now. So who's, who's speaking yeah. first? Well, it happened, it happened to Philly first, so let's go. So this is Shakita Gaines. Um, I am an educational activist and advocate um, from Philadelphia. Where, where are you? Close the window because there's noise in the background. Sheila, are you there? I'm still here, but that's not my noise. Okay. Okay, so uh, Sheila Gaines, what's your title? Shakita Gaines, and I am the education. I'm an educational activist and advocate in Philadelphia. For Philadelphia, tell me uh, about Dallas's uh, record. He says he he has a good record. Tell us the truth. <laughs> the record that um, Dallas has in Philadelphia is that he started off in this city and he came with a list of destruction of how he wanted to do things. First and foremost, he did not come here to be a superintendent. He came here to be a CEO. He wasn't even qualified to be a superintendent, never even qualified to be a teacher, let alone. So how can you be, you know, concentrating on education when you wasn't qualified for the job in the first place? So him being a CEO, he decided that our school district building that was bought and paid for and debt-free was not good enough for him. So he sold that to developers to get a new building so he can feel like a boss in it. In that process, he also stole money which also led to us to have a $191 million deficit. When he left the city of Philadelphia, we owed the state $7.2 million to $7.5 billion. Even our city controller stated that they couldn't find information on him because his incompetent financial management was so questionable and what he did with the money. What we do know is what he bought was microwaves, and he fixed his um, his uh, own office. He went on private trips. He stole our artwork. He did prisons to pipeline for our children. He started us on a path to destruction, including um, building new charters and allowing them to come into our school district. Our children have suffered. Our teachers have suffered. This man, leaving out of Philadelphia, got a $180,000 payout to leave our city because of the horrible job he did. But in the midst of that, the teachers who left the profession or was fired under his tenure, they didn't get paid for five or six months, but he got his money. He is a colonizer. He's a thief. He has no respect or no love for any child. I don't care what you look like. But black and brown children are where he hurts the most. And why wasn't he charged for the crimes he committed? Because he's a white man. And he's protected. He's also under Eli Brody. And I want people to understand who Eli Brody is. Eli Brody is one of his, he has an organization that helps build superintendents across the school districts in the um, in, in United States where they are taught how to destroy school districts. 
So if people, if you see a road come into your community, be prepared to fight for your community. So what is that name, Eli? Eli Broad, and it's spelled as Broad Street, but it's spelled like Broad, B-R-O-A-D, but it's Eli Broad. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for your call. Where uh, where are the other people with you? Are they with you or different lines? I'm here. I'm Dr. Atonsa Wyatt from New Orleans. I'm here. Okay. So uh, give me your name again. I am Dr. Ashanta Wyatt. I'm an education and social justice advocate from out of New Orleans. New Orleans. Tell me what happened in New Orleans. So for us, um, our devastation uh, is is on a scale that is unmatched because currently New Orleans is the only 100% charter district in this country. There's no other public school district that is 100% charter that only lives and dies with New Orleans. Um, and I'm and I'm saying die because that's the reason why we're here to implore Chicago to say no to Paul Valley. Because in the wake of Hurricane Katrina in 2007, Katrina happened in 05. 07, Paul Valley came into New Orleans as the superintendent of the RSD. And the superintendent, without any superintendent credentials, he came in as a businessman with a business model to privatize the public good that is education. And he's been able to do that. Um, so it started in 2007, and right now, present day 2023, we are 100% charter. They, they boast this 100% graduation rate with their charter schools, but what they will not tell you is that 72% of our children cannot read on grade level. So in essence, the system that he's put into our, our community is a social promotion system. You can't fail the children because you don't want the data to reflect that you're failing. So they continue to just pass them through a system that is not educating them whatsoever. We've had valedictorians to graduate and can't do math 101 in college. And so that is the devastation, and that is what Paul Vallis is known for. I believe he is the architect of destruction. Anything he touches, anything he builds is built on false promises. It's, it's built on smoke and mirrors. It's an it's a over-promise and an under-deliver model, and he always builds it up, and then he leaves before it can collapse so that he can go into different communities and sell this idea of him being this success. I am New Orleans. I can tell you as an educator out of New Orleans, as a parent out of New Orleans, that man did nothing to advance educational inequities for black children. All he did was exacerbate the problem. We have segregation by another name with charter schools because we have selective schools that can cherry pick their children. And then in the black community, you have to just go to the school that they, they put you in, which are most likely DNF schools. So that is Paul Vallis's legacy in New Orleans, and that is the legacy he's going to carry with him should you allow him to become your mayor here in Chicago. So we're here as a cautionary tale. Please don't be like New Orleans. Say no to Paul Vallis. Vote in the best interest of children, and that only lies with Brandon Johnson. Okay. Okay, ladies, thank you so much. If you can relinquish the line because my sponsor needs to come in, I appreciate everything that you have said, and I know our, our listeners are, are listening to you, okay? Thank you thank for having you. me. Thank you. Um, Peter Anderson, uh, you can call in now. Peter Anderson is from the Downs Law Group. He is uh, our sponsor for the on, on the Case show. Do we have another caller? Yes, this is G2 Brown, Ms. Strasburg. Hi, who is this? G2 Brown. Hi, G2. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for calling. Good. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay, so... Um, you brought the uh, the women here from New Orleans and uh, Philadelphia, right? Yes, ma'am. Why? I mean, I think they said it, you know. I think this is a time for clarity, and it's a time for courage, and we need somebody on the fifth floor that has compassion for our community. I want to remind, I want to, I want to rewind the tape back a little bit. In 2010, our beloved former president put his arm around Rahm Emanuel, a man we didn't know. And because we loved Barack Obama, we went out in droves and we voted for Rahm Emanuel. And we know how that went. I think that we have to be clear on who people, who they are, what their record is. 
because their record reflects their values. And Paul, and I know this for a fact. Paul Vallis has a long, consistent, glorious history of giving our community the middle finger. When he became the first CEO of Chicago Public Schools, 1995, prior to that, you had to be a superintendent. And five years after the creation of local school councils, we had five straight years of improved test scores on the Iowa test of basic skills. So there was no education crisis. Education was actually improving. But Mayor Daley invented an education crisis, went down to Springfield, and they signed something called, passed something called the Amendatory Act, which, again, downgraded the qualifications of the leader of the district so that they didn't have to be a superintendent. Now they, had to, they could be a CEO. And it gave Mayor Daley the power to not only appoint the CEO, but appoint the school board. This is, this is a scheme called mayoral control to take democracy away from people to advance an agenda. What Paul Vallis did in Chicago was three-pronged approach to devastation. The first thing he did is the forced retirement of thousands of black veteran educators by forcing them to be recertified. So imagine you've been teaching math for 25 years. You're a great teacher, and somebody says you have to go back to school. So what happened is a lot of teachers retired. The second thing was the expansion of selective enrollment schools, which segregated the talent. And so imagine if you're in a neighborhood school and then they, uh, they poach most of the high, the high academic performing young people out of that school, then it makes that neighborhood school look like it's bad. When in, actual, in actuality, what you're doing is you're putting the children that are really easiest to educate in one place. That's not education. That's cherry picking. And so that, what that did, as I said, is segregated the talent. The third thing he did, is he put over 160 elementary, elementary and high schools in black and brown communities on academic probation. I want people to remember this. So they ignored inequity. They ignored the fact that children that lived on 42nd and Cottage Grove had a completely different reality than children that lived on Diversity and Ashland, that they had a completely different academic experience. And they measured those schools as if they were on a level playing field. And so when he put the schools on academic probation, most of the schools never got off. So when Arnie Duncan came into office, all he had to do was swing the axe. The head was already in the guillotine. Okay, hold that that thought and don't hang up. We have on the live line Peter Anderson from the Downs Law Group. Ah, Agenda, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon to all your listeners. Hi. I'm sorry we're having difficulties, technical difficulties. That's why you couldn't get through. I know, that's tough. Well, good afternoon, everyone. And you certainly are having a very interesting discussion today. And there is nothing more important than our education system. And it's been, it, it, what's been happening in our cities for the last 50 years is nothing but a disgrace. But it's, that's pales by comparison to what corporate America is doing to our, in, to our environment. And that's what Dallas Law Group is all about. We're defending the environment, defending those against corporate environmental racism, specifically British Petroleum in the Gulf and um, DuPont and 3M with their defective products that they give out on the, to the firemen and first responders, and also chemicals that they, that they deliberately disperse on military bases that are all carcinogenic. All the items I've told you cause severe cancers, and there's no, there's no getting around this fact. So I, I implore everyone to find out the details and facts Go to downslawgroup.com, D-O-W-N-S-L-A-W-G-R-O-U-P.com, or call me, Peter Anderson, 
the Director of Client Communications at area code 305-444-8226. I'm always available and I'm always very ready to take anyone's calls for any questions regarding their rights and, uh, and the restitution for illnesses that may have been caused by environmental racism and destruction by corporate America. So that's all That's all I wanted to say today. I turn it back over to Chinta, and uh, all the best to those of you in, in, who listen and are involved. You have to be involved. You have to vote. It is essential. That's why these corporations think they can get away with things. It's because people are not involved. Don't be one of those who just sits by and, and does nothing. You can get involved. You can vote. Even if it's just for, for, for school uh, committee, your vote matters. Thank you for, for the opportunity, Chenta. Thank you, Peter. And that number is 805-444-8226? Area code 305-444-8206. Okay, 305-444-8226. Okay, but the area code is 305. 305, yes. No, no, excuse me. Yes, 305, area code 305-444-8226, Miami. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Uh, caller, what's your name? Caller, what's your name? Hi, Chenda, it's Pam. Hi, Pam, how are you? Hi, I'm well, how are you? Okay, um, thank you. Enjoying the show and the information, uh, and thank you for what you started off with regarding women's history uh, not letting anyone not only define who we are, uh, Chinta, but don't define our beauty uh, as well by uh, our skin complexion or the texture of our hair. Thank you for saying I, I think that. that is, yes, 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 that is so important. So we're the whole of um, who we are and what we do inside and out. Uh, thank you, Chinta, for the guest. Kent, hi. I didn't mean to leave you out. How are you? <laughs> it's okay. Hey, Pam, hi. how you doing? Okay, hey, thank you, and I enjoy both of your works and uh, enjoying my subscription. So people need to subscribe, everybody. Let's do what what we can to keep on the case on the radio. Paul Vallis is uh, just destruction. There is a clear choice in this race. If it's nothing else, you pick pick a topic, education. There has been a concerted effort to destroy public school. Now, I'm going to take you way back. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and the civil rights leaders, Chinta and Kent, fought for public accommodation and housing in school and just access to all everything. And so here we are now, and, and, and this time we are trying to help people dismantle public education. It is ridiculous. And Paul Vallis is one of the masters of that. He's also, Chenta, I'm out here working on behalf of Commissioner Johnson, knocking on doors, Chenta, yesterday in the cold, just trying to talk to people. Because I'm not a wealthy person, but I put my money and my work where my mouth is, Chenta. And I'm hearing what people are saying to me. There, Paul Vallis has lied to put a fear out there to the law enforcement community that if Johnson is in office, he will lay off police officers. I'm here to tell you that that is an out-and-out lie. And And it's a lie about his saying that he's going to defund the police department, and that's not true. He said he's going to hire 200 more detectives. So how can you be be for defunding if you're going to hire? It doesn't even make sense. So I'm not not letting anybody get away with that one. And let me just touch on that for a moment, because, you know, the issue of defund, Chenton, remember, Chenton, when that came into play, that was because we were we're still we were then and we continue to be shot down by police officers. The abuse of George Floyd, Ahmaud yep. Arbery. So that's when that. But that's the context. But the way they frame it now, it's all from the the hate group, uh, right wing Republicans. When you ask that question, so where is the context behind it? So you know, Paul Vallis is deceitful. But here's what I want to know. What is Paul Ballas going to do about the Proud Boys that are in law enforcement? 
<laughs> on Paul Vallis's campaign, he says his staffer responded to those racist texts. Well, who's the staffer? Has, is the staffer still working for him? Also, Paul Vallis said uh, he's more Republican than Democrat. But then he argues, well, you know, I've voted for Democrats, and I've been a lifelong Democrat. Well, what about if, if you get in the fifth floor? Are we then going to see your Republican side? I'm not playing games with Paul Vallis. We all know he's a Republican. He knows it. And I'm just simply saying this. I want somebody in the office who is a family man, who is from Chicago. I heard uh, Secretary, uh, former Secretary White's comments, well, Paul Vallis will work for you. Well, guess what? Brandon already is working for us and has been working for us. So I'm supposed to trust. I mean, do you get what I'm saying, Chanta? Yes. Come on. Thank you, Pam. I mean, <laughs> thank you for your. Up. Thank you for your call. But uh, we have call for one more caller, just for a few seconds. Caller, what's your Hello? name? Chris. This is Chris from Oak Park. Chris, okay, quickly. Okay, I'll say this. I think Mr. Johnson can't do any worse than the mediocre white uh, mayors we have had in the past. Also, uh, Lightfoot, to me, was part of that daily ROM regime. And also, with Vallis, anybody that supports the FOP where Betty Jones was murdered and no officer was held accountable for that, also we're still living by the ghost of John Burge. And the last FOP, Dean Angelo, said John Burge was a good man. We're out of time. And they still gave- Chris from Oak Park, we're out of time. Sorry about that. So don't forget to vote. Early voting starts tomorrow, March the 20th. And I'd like to say happy heavenly birthday to my precious grandmother. I miss her so very much. Don't forget to vote, okay? Love you all for listening to On The Case. And I want you to stay safe. And I'll see you next Sunday. God is able and he Tell me who make my